Chechh changes. Turn and face the strange. Chechangelings don't want to be a thicker man. Chechh changes. Turn and face the strange. Cha changes. Just gonna have to be a different man. Time may change me. But I can't change time. It's time to face the music. Hello, and welcome to the Rolls of Acquisition, a podcast where we are going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the best Star Trek show. Yep, with goo people. Lots of goo. Lots of gooey, 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 goo people in this episode. Indeed. With me is James Nolan. You just heard him. Yeah. Hey, 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 goo people. That's the best I got. I don't got anything better than that. <laughs> oh, I don't. I ain't got much. And Hugh Crawford. Greetings. <laughs> <laughs> you make me happy every time you say that. You know how to get me. You, Hugh Crawford, you. <laughs> right. uh, mm. And uh, my name's Wade Bowen. And, yep, we're talking about this, the season finale of season four of Deep Space Nine called Broken Link. Yes, we did it. This is episode 25 of season four. It originally aired on June 17th, 1996. And here is the IMDb description. Odo is suddenly struck by illness. He is barely able to hold shape. Bashir and Odo see no other alternative than going to the, gam- to the founders. Garrick wants to come along. <laughs> That's it. That's what happens. <laughs> hey guys, don't leave me. I want to come yeah, along. Yeah, this is um, this is this is the season finale. Yeah, I mean this this episode is light on plot, not light on. Yeah, yeah. That's right. A lot, an, an awfully lot happens. Yeah, but it's all happening in a look or in a, <laughs> in a, a glance, way somebody yeah. delivers a line <laughs> right. or a glance. Yeah, mm. it's not it's not uh, heavy on. On action, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty basic story once it once it all once you all break it down. But it. Yeah, yeah. That's what they needed. Yeah, it opens up. Garrick and Odo are in the tailor shop. Garrick says, "Hey, I got I got a thing that you need to be here for," and he shows up. And Garrick is like, "I got a lady here that's interested in." Yes. <laughs> Odo, may I introduce you to a lovely set of breasts? There's also a lady attached <laughs> to them. <laughs> Shalon Arroya or whatever. Oh, she runs the Celestial Cafe down there on mm-hmm. you know, the cafe that's never been mentioned before or shown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On level two. If you're ever around level two, it's like I don't eat. So what was the cafe called? Uh the Celestial Cafe. That's what she made a point of saying it was Bajoran food, and then she said it was called the Celestial Cafe. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you didn't have to tell us it was Bajoran. You could have just told us the name of the <laughs> cafe. Right. Yeah. And yeah. we would have known it would have it's, you know, like the Celestial Temple. Yeah, lady, I get it. Yeah, everything's celestial with you people. <laughs> right. We get it. And then he's like, oh, I don't eat. Garrick, why'd you even tell me to come over here? It's like, oh, you should you should get out more. For some reason, Garrick is interested in his sex life. Yeah, do you guys, do you, think that, do you think that Bajoran restaurants, do you know how like in uh, Deadwood, they all had to put a picture of Abraham Lincoln up? Somewhere in their saloon. <laughs> Do you think they have to put a picture of a Cisco in all Bajoran restaurants? <laughs> I'm sure they do. It's like how my favorite diner around the corner from where I used to, for some reason, had a picture of Sandra Bullock behind the counter. 
And I don't know why. Oh, that's very it's weird. Just... <laughs> that, that's very weird. But yeah, I was thinking, like, in, don't New Jersey places or New York places all have, like, Frank Sinatra pictures? Yeah. Like, I bet there's all Cisco pictures. And then, like, she really pressured him to sign it. And he, like, rolled his eyes. <laughs> right. And he wasn't really excited about it. But yeah. he did it anyway. And she put it up in a really nice frame. There's weird places. Right, there's, where, like, we, yeah, there's most definitely... There's most definitely Cisco pictures oh, up there. There was a bodega around the corner that had a framed picture of David Lynch, too. I guess he came in one time. Oh, that's but super whatever. weird. That's cool. <laughs> right? Uh, but I was thinking yeah, maybe they was... also, maybe fashion, maybe because they're weirder in alien culture and everything, they may be fashioned like a happy cat or a lucky cat. Oh, yeah. But of Cisco's face where he's like pulling his ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No, that's he's it. just making a goofy Cisco like eyebrow raise or something. But uh, yes. But <laughs> so yeah. So Garrick is like, oh, she's pretty, and then she walks away, and then Garrick is like, you have to admit she is kind of hot, right? And then Odo turns into a creep for a second. He's like, yeah, she is kind of attractive. Yeah. No, she is, isn't she? And then he gets blue balls immediately and falls down. <gasps> Well, he gets blue balls later, and then it's in the yeah, book. Yeah, but it's—I mean, it's like—I mean, I was watching it, and then Odo's like, "Well, she just kind of hubba hubba," and and I was like, "Oh man, Odo, why'd you do that?" And then he gets, and then he falls. Hey, we're, we're probably gonna get. We're probably going to get so lost for a bit, so I'll just tell the joke now. And the bookend scene at the end, I thought he was going to turn to Garrick and say, these pants are feeling a little tight right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah. He gets sick. Yeah, he's he gets real constipated in the tailor shop and falls over. Yeah. Goes to Bashir, and he's got a density of 1.4. Oh, um, don't you hate when your density is at 1.4? Yeah. yeah. A lot of medical yeah, talk here. Yeah. His mass and density is in a state of flux. And you're like, oh, it's like you hit puberty or menopause. Mm. And he's like, shut the fuck up, Bashir. Don't you So dare. this is like a... And then, oh, then Bashir says, you have nothing to worry about. And I think that Bashir is going to explain doctor-patient confidentiality. Then he says <laughs> he doesn't have anything to worry about for some other reason completely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll tell everybody. Here. He has a chance to explain what a good doctor is. And then he doesn't. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. <laughs> right. A lot of things going on, not on screen here. The, to the writers, if you ask the writers... They had intended the, what, five episodes back, four episodes back when Wayun was a character and Wayun touches him that he infects Odo with a, oh. you know, he puts his hand on him in some way. He stuck right, a, right. Stuck a pin on him. Yeah, like a hypo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like injected him with some sort of poison that was time released. Oh, so there. Also, also, we know from a season, two seasons later, that something else was infecting Odo too. Oh. So I don't want to get into spoilers too much, but there's a lot going on with this I, whole. I like, don't even remember that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but. Yeah, you do. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure. Off the top of my head, I don't. Don't. Oh, okay. But well, but no need to spoil it. Maybe some people haven't. Well, we can cut there. this out. We can cut this out. Spoiler cut right here. It's when they. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Redacted. Oh, that happened here. Okay. Yeah, got, yeah. Got, so got, un, got un, 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 unspoiler. Yeah. Shit happens in this episode. Shit happens in this with, episode with repercussions. We'll have to remember like two seasons later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they don't talk about, and I don't know even if they knew at that point, but they knew that about I when, doubt it. when they wrote the Wayun characters thing, they knew that, and then it got minimized in editing. 
Uh-huh. So they, I don't know, so it doesn't play. So you almost don't know how they got Odo sick. It almost is a mystery of the episode. Right. But the writers didn't intend for it to be a mystery. Yeah, yeah. They were trying. Yeah. They were trying to tip their hand. Yeah, and it just didn't work. Right. But then they also set up in this episode, like, we've got eyes everywhere. So it's like, that. yeah, if we mm-hmm. wanted to infect you, we could. Yes. But yeah. It is nicer to know that there is a thing. That they actually had It's a, like an Easter egg to look for, except they cut it exact, out. Except they cut it out. That's the problem, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was really yeah. the whole point of the Wei-Yoon scene in that episode, or the Wei-Yoon Oh, I remember, I remember how he, when he touched him, how weird it was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You brought it up when we covered that. I yeah, because that was in, yeah, because it was in my reading for the stuff. But yeah, so, I mean... We're just working through it. So, so my favorite thing about this episode is that Gowron shows up. No, well, that's true. Super cool, but it's that they don't have a lot of plot for this episode. So there's multiple scenes of just people talking, yeah, about their lives. Yeah, yeah. It's such a weird yeah. episode to have like all of this free time about this them taking bets on how many times Kira sneezes. Yeah, yeah. Or about like O'Brien's home life. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like there's... it's re- like about <laughs> Garrett weaving tales about his time in Romulus. Yeah. <laughs> like it's really great. Oh, I did about... like the part on the bridge where he's telling the story about Molly and then Worf interjects and says they don't know. They're probably talking about you. Like he cracked, <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. put his detective hat on and he cracked it for O'Brien and Brian's like, yeah, no shit they're talking <laughs> like, about yeah, me. Yeah, no shit, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> All of this, and then Gowron is like, "There's, there's blood spilled on our anus sector. (laughs) There's Klingons on the Arcanus sector. Sorry, Klingons on our. Oh yeah, is that what is Arcanus? Is Arcanus for what the Kidmer records and?" I don't remember Star Trek Six. That was what that was all about, right? Possibly they gave they relinquished the Arcanus sector one hundred years ago, so it could be Kidmer records. Yeah, I think that was part of the Kidmer records. So it's about them sort of. Like going back to like, it's like Mexico invaded us and claimed Las Vegas or something. Right. right. Yeah. So it's like you're 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 winding the clock back to go back to where you last defeated. So yeah. Yeah. And then everybody wants to make a preemptive strike. This is before the Gulf War too. But mm-hmm. yeah. And so war is inevitable. Blah blah blah. But yeah. Then uh, but yeah. Then they're like, oh, that seven sneezes and they're counting. Like, yeah, oh, that's that stuff's adorable, and I love that. Yeah. And I love how at this point they're able to do it. Like we got that in season one and two, but it always seemed like it would train wreck the story or yeah. rework <laughs> how the characters. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time where it feels like it's smooth, and all the characters get to stay within a pre-established character. Like Cisco is betting, but he's not. He's betting on the the sneezing, but he doesn't become like a different person while he's doing it. Yeah, like he's right. still he's like, like ooh. He doesn't go ooh. Worf, what do you think? <laughs> or, well, let's talk about this. Like oh, ten, I win. I win. And that Worf is it's still Worf. Yeah. So it's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very satisfying. And O'Brien's an oversharer, and like he's bitching at his guys at work, and all of that works. All of that. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, oh, um, I should ask Julian to move in with this. <laughs> just <laughs> to my boyfriend. The, just a, yeah, just to settle the skull. Like, all of this sort of stuff. I, like, I liked all of this stuff. I enjoyed all of this. I'm glad that the finale... I, I haven't made any bones about, like, not liking the last few episodes. Uh-huh. And so it was nice to get to, like, an episode where a lot of stuff happens, but you're also doing a lot of, like, hangout stuff that I like. Yeah. Just relationship building. So I got a little bit of everything that I wanted. Then, yeah, they're going to go. They have to take Odo. The Dr. Moore is like, come back to Bajor. And he's like, no. And he's like, you want to go to the Federation Medical? And it's like, no, you have to take me back to my people. It's like, yeah, I know that. 
Then they're gonna take the Defiant back to the Gamma Quadrant to find the new homeworld for the Changelings. And Garrick wants to come along, and they're like, "No, Garrick, we're not letting you come along." And Worf is like, "Fuck no!" But then his boyfriend vouches for him, and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> Bashir says, "No, we can bring him right." Then they do. I'm sure he has a good reason. Yeah, the the Garrett coming stuff. I mean, I get where they were going with it at the end of the episode, but uh, it was pretty weak. It was pretty. <laughs> I found it, it was pretty thin soup, wasn't it? Like yeah. all of a sudden he has it. Here's a guy who does, does nothing but have like maintain a low, like a crazy low profile. You know, like on purpose. Mm-hmm. This guy who's never asked to go on a single adventure or mission, right? All of a sudden, wants to go to the yes. wants to go to the the biggest, baddest place. You know, and actually, he actually makes that decision to commit genocide at the end. I know we're skipping ahead, but it, we're on topic. <laughs> sure. yeah. So he he and he actually calls it genocide, just a little light genocide. But um, yeah, yeah. he actually makes <laughs> he he actually makes that decision after having that conversation with the founder lady. Yeah. And she informs him that she that he's already oh, in like yeah. one of the most badass conversations. You're dead. Right. And all your yeah. people are dead. And she like takes a big old long drag of a cigarette. Yeah. And then an unfiltered cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead. You're dead. Cardassia is dead. And then and then it dawns on on him that he, that yeah. oh shit these people don't play around right but i guess what the weirdest thing about this is is that he really wanted to be on the ship to ask about that downed ship like at the moment that he asked about it right well he he wants to know i mean he wants to it. know what happened to well we don't know his dad his oh, father figure spoiler alert because it would go on back to uh what happened, you know, when the <laughs> Romulans Jesus and the Cardassians James. went after the shit? Yeah. I totally forgot. I He's forgot. Like, oh. <laughs> I forgot that hadn't come up yet. I'm sorry. Um, there, there might be some bleeping in that. Yeah, yeah, he bleeped uh, that out. But That's he wants funny. to know what happened to Anabrantain, his mentor. <laughs> his, his, among his other mentor. things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and and then he, when he gets out there, and then uh, I know, she's like, "Yeah." I know yeah, we don't want to skip ahead. I know, I know we don't want to skip ahead. But after that scene, Garrick makes a series of rational, reasonable, logical actions. Yeah, based on the information he had at hand, and that was right. That was the conflict of the episode. <laughs> sure, but yes, and then well, then then they even have like the. The quirk being like when they're doing the oh yeah uh, Odo walking Spanish down the promenade and quirk is like yeah oh he's yeah, like do you want to go it's like no I don't want to go but you know it's more relationship building where it's like him taunting Odo, Odo but really it's because he's concerned about him and it's I like, fucking uh, love that scene yeah that worked yeah. for me on every level yeah smuggling profits are gonna be up sixty percent <laughs> you know now that you're gone you're coming back there right. Because I'm gonna, you know, yeah, it was great. I thought that the the scene right after that quirk scene, the bridge over the river Kwai walking scene, uh-huh. oh, that was a little overcooked for what we <laughs> maybe. I don't know why they didn't just transport him on a gurney on a transporter, but... or why didn't Bashir discreetly carry him in a bucket on the way, like the way out? <laughs> he was having such a hard time, <laughs> right? Why didn't they just? Well, it's because if he lets go of his form, he might might not get it back. And they, they make a point to say why they don't transport him. He's like, well, he's already been scrambled enough. He might not be able to recover if we send him through a powder buffer. No, I don't mean transport him. I mean, just like, don't they have a gurney? 
or a wheelchair. Yeah, put him in a wheelchair. I mean, like, <laughs> but right. they wanted to make him look tough. <laughs> they they wanted to make him look powerful and tough, and it was a statement about Odo's resolve. So I get it, but yeah, right. It was a little like, but it was it was it, was, it yeah. does give you it gives you so much time. It like it was so overcooked that as a viewer, you got to start to wonder if there's not a better way to get him out there. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, when, when they put him in, they've got everybody in the promenade. I was wondering, oh, is that Arroya lady going to be there making him, seeing him look weak? But they're like, no. No, she's, she's not going to want to fuck a goo puddle. She's what? a small business owner, Wade. She's got more important things to do. <laughs> right. And screen time. That's true. And let's be honest. I mean, she was she was only after him because she was a size queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, no. Okay. She shows up at the end. Yeah, but no, not not after that. <laughs> she's no longer. She's not in another episode. <laughs> right. She couldn't Leela her way back into being a regular. And no, they did. Yeah. I guess Odo is the only partner that is his own lube. Like that's a. <laughs> He's pretty luby in this episode. Yeah, yeah. You listening. can. I gotta say, like, there's a certain type of woman that would go after Odo. And I'm surprised he's not like ate up with that certain type of woman. But yeah. not all women, obviously. I mean, but but there's a certain. Well, type. yeah, not all women want to fuck a goo pile. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, but like, but but some women would very much like to to fuck a goo pile, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've watched hentai. No, I haven't. I don't watch. Yeah, it. Uh, she's very uh, a man who's very much adjustable. Uh, for for the needs yeah, yeah. of oh of, oh, <laughs> oh I got it the first time James <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a, a very accommodating uh, physical being yeah uh, so speaking of more of like just camaraderie and that when they're on the bridge of the defiant and. O'Brien is given his like, I know I this is the first ship with a cloak I've ever been on, but I feel kind of naked without using the cloak. And Worf is like, I feel naked too. What are you smiling at? And Dax is like, oh. I don't know. I guess it's just being in the same room with so many naked men. Yes. Wait a minute. That was, the almost... cork, was the, clo- the the cloak was uh, repossessed by the Romulans, right? No. I thought they they had the cloak. They're no, they couldn't use the cloak because they were trying to show that they had no. Ah, that's what it was. Offensive that's intentions. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember when the Romulans came back and be like, "What the fuck? Where's our intel? We gave you a cloak, no intel." Oh yeah. Oh, and they were they were kind of like mealy mouth about it. Yeah, and then like they've been using the cloak. Like a lot since then. <laughs> yeah, that was like at the beginning of the season, right? Or two, se- yeah. But uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They've used the cloak. Yeah. The only reason they weren't using it this time is because they didn't want to. They were not using the cloak, and they were broadcasting their intentions on every band right. frequency. They're looking for the demand. They didn't want the Jemadar, like the Jemadar contingent that came after them. They didn't want them to fire on them. Yeah. So right. Which again, I. Sometimes, like, I loved this episode. I'm not, I haven't got to officially say that. I think this is a great episode. But it did always sort of like, don't lose me, guys. <laughs> like, the whole episode, I was kind of like, uh, don't lose me. Because you, you're going to take a step too far about this entanglement between the founders and the, this entanglement without repercussions. It seemed like. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, like, you, I get it. I get it. There's this famous quote from Hitchcock talking to Truffaut. That why don't in his movies he Hitchcock said in their movies there's always some point where my characters could just call the cops and they don't <laughs> because that's boring and and so obviously there's some sort of logical suspension of belief that you always have to have in these movies 
or in every interesting story because right, that right. would be boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and I'm with them on that, right. but I'm just kind of like, guys, don't lose it. You guys are awful entwined <laughs> over the course of this plot. She lets you guys live, and I'm like, don't. And it doesn't, but it it always skirted that line. There was a lot of several several times where I'm kind of like, why don't they don't just kill everybody right now? I don't understand. It. Right. <laughs> like. And that was Garrick's point of view ultimately in the episode, but yeah, yeah. So uh, that was my my war as a viewer throughout the episode. But they didn't they didn't lose me. Yeah, yeah, no, they they did a good job with it, I I think. Oh, and then they finally get on there, and uh, the Jim Hadar, they're like, "All right, we'll meet you in the transporter pad." And then Jim Hadar is like, "No, we'll just show up on your bridge because." <laughs> Because yes. because we haven't built a set for the transporter pad of the Defiant, and we have to hurt O'Brien because <laughs> well, him, we have to. Bad. Yeah, and, <laughs> we're giving him a titty twister in the middle of his chest. Yeah, that was some that was some dark shit right there for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. where are they grabbing? Because like that's just I guess they're... I was giving him a purple nurple. Sit in the middle of his chest like he's gonna do a like Temple of Doom on him. I guess and that oh, wincing yeah. that he did, that wincing was so good it made me wish I I screen capped that when I was modeling my O'Brien must suffer artwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gotten pretty good at that whole uh, suffering thing. Cool meaning. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little bit more in him too. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's got at least one more key episode, right? Right. I think of so. O'Brien must suffer. And I think so. Yeah. It's the Molly O'Brien yeah. episode, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a Keiko one that... Isn't there one where he's like, underco- he's like undercover for a long period of time? Oh, yeah. D- there's that yeah, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We still got some ways to go with, with O'Brien. There's one where like Keiko comes back and says, fuck you, because of shenanigans that are going on. Oh, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, but... That's not all right. That, in yeah. this one, so anyway, what, yeah. this episode, yeah, they go. Um, they the Jim Hadar puts a little scrambler on the computer to navigate them because I guess it's better than a blindfold. It's like we can't show you. Yeah, and Worf hates all of this. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's we get a Worf no. It's like, can <laughs> we do this? And Worf is Worf is like, what? Is that? Worf no, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would not recommend them <laughs> coming on the bridge. Yeah. Right, I love right, how right. like it's like that 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 is you know I like things that change and I like things that don't change. Yeah. And that's one that doesn't is that he still states these obvious <laughs> right. like he still has this basic bitch view <laughs> of like <laughs> security. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that about him. Yeah, I would not. I would not advise letting them on the bridge. <laughs> well, we got a little bit of that basic bitchiness at the beginning of the episode too, where they're like, maybe we should go visit Odo when he's in the hospital. Yeah. And and the wharf's like, no, don't do that. He told me he doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not advise that. He says he does not like seeing people no. ever. And yeah. then he like reiterated, no, he told me he doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a conversation about it, and he told me. Yeah. It is not an act. He told me so himself. Oh, and then I, the founder, uh, she goes down to see Odo in the infirmary on the defiant mm-hmm. and Odo is like, do I look pretty? And she's like, Odo, what are you a solid now? Come on, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. We don't care about Such concerns are more fitting for solids. And then they, they do the little hand meld thing and he gets a little bit better. And just a taste. Yeah. She tells all the other guys to leave. And then Jim and is like, okay, we'll leave. And then the last guy out of the room is just like a Federation flunky. It's like, Oh yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. But he, he goes, uh, and then she's like, 
I don't understand why you didn't come back because Kira's obviously not into you. <laughs> She's with that Shakar now. Yeah, yeah. She does. Everybody, everybody, like constantly is coming into Odo's room and saying, "She's fucking another dude now, you loser." <laughs> right. Like, it's got to be like a bummer for him. Like they're yeah. just constantly telling him that. Right. You know that's why Garrick is trying to set him up at the beginning in the cold open because mm-hmm. he probably knew. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, he's in the chair. Like, yeah. yeah, at the end they probably cut a line where he goes, "Why are you pining for her? She's clearly with another man." <laughs> right. I understand. Uh, look, between you and me, I would never tell anybody else because I'm a good spy and I don't reveal my secrets. But I, I know it. Quirk knows it. The dogs know it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that that is um all of the stuff with uh solomon Jin, i don't know i feel like a, like i probably could make an argument of a complaint like i don't understand why they don't why they don't just enslave odo why do they release him back but that well because they don't want to make slaves of their own people just of everybody else that's her that's their whole shtick right yeah, yeah, but I mean, I guess if it's like a black spot, it's kind of like a black mark against them if they've got to, yeah, you know, the fact that they have to punish him at all, which is what the end is basically. I mean, they, they, but basically, is he right. like a goop? Yeah, I mean, but then is he even considered like they revoked his citizenship to goop people land, right? Right. So, I mean, like, I don't know, right? Like, so, yeah, he's got to go be judged and they put him on the planet, and yeah, so I don't know, and, I, yeah. you're right. And I guess that they, she says as much as like. This would have been better if we just killed you, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to them, it's a worse punishment than just killing him or controlling him. They're, they're making him... <laughs> because taking his shit... You know, Odo must suffer. <laughs> because taking his shit seems like the worst fate in the world. <laughs> right, right, right. But, yeah, they go down... Well, I, yeah, we already we already covered all the Cardassians. I suppose when they made him a solid, they, they made him uncircumcised, too, probably. Right? <laughs> right. They didn't bother to circumcise him. I don't know. I think that's the most interesting question to ask about. It depends. I don't... Stuff. Yeah, probably. I would say. Well, right. I don't know what the practice, how circumcision works in the future if the Federation... Do you think Julian had to go in there and laser laser the foreskin off, like, on the way back to the station? <laughs> no, you don't want... You don't want to fuck with the foreskin. Like, right. like, if you got foreskin... I'm of the, I'm the, of the school. If you got foreskin, keep the foreskin. It looks... It looks it looks pleasurable. Well, I, I mean, know. I think... Th- I feel like that's a whole other podcast or know, argument we could have. <laughs> I'm going to actually bring this up on the next time I'm on, I'm on the foreskin podcast and they have me on as a special guest <laughs> as a Star Trek ex- ex- expert. Well, I'm a pretty uh, regular poster on r slash foreskin. Yeah. So I'm going to ask. Yeah. 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 Uh, Work, uh, our podcast on working your way back to intact. It's a it's a whole. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, it's a movement. Yeah. you They put weights on their Dick scan to, uh, to recreate. Oh, I thought that was just. The, I just thought that was like the freak show no. people. <laughs> no, no, no. They really. No, they're, no, no. They're specifically re-intacting weights. Let's not. Let's not put that. Dick, dick tricks. Let's not, please. <laughs> dick tricks. Sorry, that's my Australian. Uh, <laughs> yes, the puppetry of the, the penis people. Dick tricks. Do those guys have an understudy? Yeah, no, there are. Like it's like the blue. It's like the blue man group. There's a whole group of puppetry the penis people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Like know. if one guy comes down with a sick dick and he can't perform, you can stretch shit back out, but you're not attaching the nerve. So what's the point? All right. Whatever. So anyway, we're getting way well, off the so Star Trek. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. This is what everybody no. hates about yeah. podcasts. Well, you, you brought it up, Hugh. I know it's my fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was like 
chum throwing chum to the sharks, bringing it, bringing out a dick question, <laughs> yeah. right, James? Do, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> well, I okay, okay. So also, I got his radio the when, I thought, when I thought, no, this is like I'm gonna bird walk off this. When in the beginning, <laughs> I did think you were thinking about the foreskin, but in the beginning of that scene with uh, what Aurora or whatever her name is, I thought like, yeah, she's probably just a size queen. And then at the last scene when she was in, and 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 I was wondering if she was like. How did, how did that turn out? Can we can we get some? <laughs> now I need some sort of validation. And I wondered, did they endow him? Of course they did. More than circumcised. Well, you think I mean, they gave him a big. He's dick? still representing their race. I'm sure he. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they're like we don't yeah. want you out yeah. there. Yeah, I don't. Us. I don't know if they, they. They maybe they gave him as a cruel joke. They gave him a micro penis or uh, something. A I micro know. penis or, or something like that. <laughs> but, but so it was a good sized dick. I, okay, so I mean, like at least or he's a Ken doll dick, at but, least two clicks above average. We're thinking, right? Um, well, let's. Let's so well, she's probably not. I don't know. Well, no, he's either. I'm kind of disappointed they didn't have a scene where Odo goes back to his his quarters and he's like, "What am I gonna do with all these fancy fucking buckets? I got no use for. <laughs> I've got all this free time. <laughs> I, I, got all these, I put all, all these buckets on YouTube. Oh, but I need them. Maybe I'll I thought you were gonna make a get, masturbation joke there. No, I'll just uh, I'll return them and get a mattress. All right. <laughs> So they're going to go get judged. Uh, well, we already skipped to they put them on the island. Yeah, and, we're, we're all over the place. This yeah, isn't yeah. a plot-heavy uh, episode, like I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Cisco has an are-we-there-yet moment with the Jim Hadar, and they're like, we'll get there. Uh, but then they put him down, and Julian's about to start skipping rocks. That was a fun... Because he's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> that was a fun scene where they're like, Julian, you're about to throw a rock at them. <laughs> Julian, seriously? And probably... No skipping rocks, dumbass. I mean, there was that moment in um, Move Along Home where Julian is screaming because the light is hitting him in the chest. <laughs> uh, the uh, second only to uh, worst shots... And was when Odo writhed out of the goo for a second <laughs> yeah. before they, they spit him. Yeah. Up. And once they spit him up, and he was like, he was like some sort of like you know Da Vinci, Michelangelo. Oh well, sort of yeah. representation of a human. They do, yeah. That was fine, but he did like he rose out and like did a yeah. flapping over. Yes. That was yeah yeah. Reconsider that shot, guys. The control room. Uh, you know what? You know what that shot looked like to me when you take the computer effects off of it and all the CGI stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I bet it looks a lot like, I bet it looks a lot like a move Kirk made in the original series. Probably. <laughs> you know? Oh, I don't think that if you had told any other actor to do the same thing, they would have, yeah, that that's exactly what they would have ended up doing. Right, yeah. And then, well, I mean, and then while they're down there, we, we have the Garrick, war fight where he's oh yeah, yeah. We, t we touched on where like they'll die us we'll all die but you know i'm doing the right thing and then he's like oh this isn't a war and like don't tell me the klingons it's just a little it's just a little bit of genocide don't tell me the klingons are against genocide in a little in self-defense yeah they then they have a fight and then Worf is like, fuck you, this isn't the next generation where I'm going to lose this fight because it looks yeah. touch and go for a second. And then they do that. You fight well for a tailor. Yeah, that was fine. That that was a funny line. And a, that was a pretty good fight sequence as far as these things go on this show. Yeah. I thought I thought Worf might lose again, and I was like, "Oh." Well, attention. here's the thing: this is the argument that the philosophical downside, or the philosophical argument against pragmatism, are these moments. Mm -hmm. You know, when people and, and and that's what what Garrick presents, he presents a fucking dark view of pragmatism, right. where it's like 
we could save a f- sure we'll die and this is probably morally wrong genocide is <laughs> probably morally wrong, but we will be saving we'll we're, we'll be saving yeah you know lives in the long run yeah yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't so, have been out of pl- it wouldn't have been out of place if he had said the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few sure right, I guess. right, right. yes yes so. but so it's an interesting thing to interject basically i i do like I do like the fact that he basically wants to wrap up a couple seasons of storylines here in the last 15 minutes, so he could have... Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear why they don't do it. It's They don't do it because that's, that's their show. The show can't live, <laughs> right. like, move on from Well, them. and it's also... It's it's against the what the Federation stands for, too. The Federation is going to be anti-genocide most of the time <laughs> like they're all about fighting and self-defense but they want to try to get a dip- diplomatic solution the, to everything the federation that you know about at this point of the show oh christ <laughs> yeah, yes yeah but, the, well <laughs> i mean come on gene roddenberry's federation that i yeah. believe in yeah no no but i mean i mean we'll we'll revisit the scene this exact scene later it, you know two seasons oh, later right 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 he and you you mentioned the michelangelo that when before they beam them back up to the planet, first of all they make them human, which is weird. Humanoid. There's they so just many different humanoid. No, they they say they he's a he's biologically human. It's as if he were human. It's the first his fucked up face. Yeah. Yeah. So like they didn't make him Bajoran or anything else. They made him human, which is I guess in my head canon there just like oh we made them based off of the two humanoids that were sitting on this rock waiting for him. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But when they beam up, you you mentioned the Michelangelo's naked. Mm-hmm. He does a full Sistine Chapel Adam pose. Yeah, he does. Which I have to think is purely intentional. When they beam him up, he's oh, reaching yeah, yeah. his hand. I didn't out. get Michelangelo for my ass. Like he says, he was basically yeah, yeah. on the images of Michelangelo at the time. Yeah, that's like some Sistine Chapel. Bullshit. I don't know. Did did Renee Abrazin want to direct this episode? He said that that's what he based Lee, his acting. Les Landau is Lee, uh, did. Yeah. So he it's based off of Michelangelo's David. So was it David or it looked like Sistine Chapel, like reaching out to God or something? Because he's on he's reclined kind of. But what do you guys think is his first bodily or like urge function? Yes. <laughs> does he? <laughs> you think he needs to take a dump, or do you think he's? Well, he does. He hasn't ever eaten any food. He doesn't have anything to shit. So yeah, it's probably right. it's probably hunger. Yeah. Well, but it's, I, it might be goo gas. You don't know. Like they might have left a pocket of some methane in that. That's true. If he was drinking uh, <laughs> changeling, <laughs> yeah, fluid. <laughs> so. Yeah, because he wasn't dehydrated. I mean, you know, he's. Yeah, I mean, he's. Well, we know from. Once they get back to DS9, he's trying on the, the an actual uniform where he's wearing clothes for the first time. And Garrick is like, how's that? And it's like, it itches. And Garrick's like, well, it's that Incarn wool, I think he says. Okay, the Incarn wool. Let's, let's, this is something I want to talk about because I was never more aware of the fill-in-the-blank wool. I mean, <laughs> that's basically, in the yeah, script, yeah. That's, what, that's essentially what you have. As whenever I was watching the Orville last week. And oh. the two characters were were drinking something, and it was just called whatever it was called. It wasn't called something something wine or something <laughs> right. something well, you, or something right. something the, the chocolate uh, the chocolate poop looking drink that they had. To- oh yeah, right. that, the, that had yeah. a, that had a name. 
Yeah. It had a name, but it wasn't it wasn't something like something something. Yeah, yeah. it was like, do you want to drink? It was, it was, it, do you want to drink block block? It wasn't. What, do you want to drink a block blocky block and wine? Right, right, or whatever. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. want to drink block block wine. It was just block block. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not gonna they're not all like, hey, do you want to smoke some fallopian pot? <laughs> they're like, here's some edibles. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. That's a that is a <laughs> that's a something that that I know I'm I'm always aware of now. Like Klingon opera is Klingon opera, but it could have been something completely like a batleth is a batleth. Right. It's not a, a it's not a bendy knife. Or Klingon sword. Yeah. <laughs> It's not right. Klingon well, sword, but yeah. that, and that's what I appreciated about the world building yeah. is that it's right. not well, you know. I mean, whatever. I'm pulling a Lorca here, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, Chinese opera probably has a name in China that's not opera, right? Uh, yeah, I think in Mandarin or something. I don't know. Yeah, because they also have the or, Beijing Circus, which I'm sure is not called that. But yeah, I, I don't know what it is. But you're right. That is a thing. Right. That's an old naming yeah, yeah, standard yeah. to normalize shit that we don't do anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't even be politically correct to do that now in our culture. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I had to learn how to pronounce manga right. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So in the 24th century or whatever, yeah. Yeah. But I can't know. just call them Japanese the comics. 90- I have to call them manga. <laughs> Yeah. What about Klingon manga? What's the word for a Klingon octopus? Fucking somebody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do we think that the Klingons even have need for graphic narratives? I don't even know. Or, or, or pornography. I don't, uh, well, does anybody, if they have... Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Go We've with, already talked about that. But uh, I I think we're off topic here. We were talking about Brooke and Linker. Yes. <laughs> we're a little bit we off topic. We were talking topic. about what it, feels to, what it feels to be a humanoid. Which in the, oh, I mean, yeah, the phrase yeah. humanoid in, in, is, a, is a very I, loaded, I, uh, human-centric. Right, word. right. But yes. Right. Well, they make them human. They give them type O negative blood. That's right. They, give, they make them human as a cruel, as we said before... Maybe it's because that's who they had laying around on the rock to pattern it after. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the show's being made by humans. I think that's probably more likely. <laughs> why? Why? Why Blast humans me. when they when his obviously like if he could pick a race or a species or whatever, it would he'd be, be Bajoran. Be Bajoran. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. most definitely Bajoran. <laughs> that's his. That's who he's. That's who his employer is. That's who his uh, uh, crush is. Right. That's that's who the girl that's gonna fuck him when he gets back to the station is. Like, <laughs> right. That's right. That's who his procurer is trying to yeah, set him up. So, with. Uh, so yeah. So I, uh, of course. It's, yeah. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's why in my head canon, it's just because uh, we had two humans land on a rock. That's who <laughs> we see like us. But yeah. But they know how to be a rock. You know, they know how to be <sighs> that's anything. True. Oh, that's a question. Do you think that rock was actually cha- a rock, or was it changelings? I assume, since it looks exactly like the other planet, I assume they all go there and like cover the planet. Right. But, so it's weird that it would have the same jutting purple rock. <laughs> right. By the way, just visually, like, and I, you know, I know that they're trying. I know they have a limited budget, but every time they go to Founder's Homeworld, it's the ugliest looking thing to me. <laughs> right, it's like a Zack Snyder movie where it's all like this. It's, it's ugly as shit to me, and I can't stand it. 
And so I, I, it's like an it's like an early 2000s yeah. gritty video game. Just make it brown. When I get when I remake uh, the the Kelvin universe, uh, Deep Space Nine, that is not what the Founders Home world will look like. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was watching the episode and I was even thinking about that just about what? the station, you know, oh, about yeah, yeah. architecture. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that, but that's that's Deep Space Nine to me. But whenever they go here, it just looks like. Bleh. Yeah, yeah. But you look at like some of the concept art for the station and stuff. It looks like a Brandon. What's his name drawing, even though it predates it. Oh, oh like yeah. Prophet or something. It looks oh, okay. Yeah, kinda cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Brandon Graham. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, King City. It looks like King City. Yeah. But but whatever. It's mm-hmm. budget. It's His Twitter movie. feed is mostly just furry porn, and I'm okay with that. He doesn't post a lot. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so I uh, I don't know. I think I'm out of things to say about this episode i think yeah we are okay oh well no wait a minute because we get goron we find out the big turn at the end galron yes galron yeah turns out galron is a changeling and odo has that information because of his time in the soup and he ends up i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a lurker here he said that he he saw a klingon in the soup and right no, he said he saw him. I oh. he saw him. He identified him. He didn't say. He doesn't say Klingon. He says, him. "Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, I know. I know." But I, we're not I gonna. There was, you know. You know I what I know, and we know that we know. Modified hangout. There was some like I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. All right. But no. Um, well, here's the point. Yeah. Is uh, here's my point. Except with with the he saw mm-hmm. flashes the the the, the, and, yeah. the Garon thing mm-hmm. is that. We finally have an explanation why our old Klingon friend is acting that acting the fool. Yes. So it's a little bit of a relief at the same time for those of us who love the character. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's one of those like, oh, sh- great! I don't have to hate him. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's a hell of a cliffhanger, too. It it really is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, can you imagine? Yeah. Like watching this live and having to wait like six months. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and that, <laughs> I'm, yeah, that 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 is pretty damn fun, and it's a good it's a good cap on a really great season. So yeah, 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 and and Cisco says just minutes before, you may be the best uh, security officer in the whole quadrant, maybe the whole damn quadrant. So of course, yeah, members. <laughs> no, you're gonna keep. Sorry, you're gonna keep. You're you're, you're you <laughs> yeah, are sorry. slamming next week's episode or two weeks from now's episode. Um, yeah. Uh, I love this next episode a lot. So it's a little bit like I think this episode's really good. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a hater. Uh, but like, it, I'm really excited because like I don't remember a ton about the fifth season. I haven't rewatched the fifth season, but I've rewatched the next episode where they all uh, become Klingons. Yeah. Uh, I watch it that a lot, and it's it's a uh, chef. So that's high in rewatch. It's chef fingers. Meter. Yeah. Uh, the next episode is very much. I yeah. have my rewatch. Right. The the season finales we've liked, I know I've liked are generally pretty good, but the season premieres tend to be a little bit better. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the jam right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I do think with these long seasons, it's probably hard to shape your storyline. Like I like I, I hated last week's episode, yeah. right? Didn't I? I know you guys liked it, but I like I hated it. Which I think is like <sighs> Which one was it? The Muse? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Uh, it's I can't remember. Uh, it's the one where she's uh, yeah. she's pregnant. They did the swapperoo with the baby. It, and yeah, uh, I, yeah, I like yeah. that episode more than I thought I was gonna like. Uh, it. Yeah, so uh, like I don't. I think that like in my mind, maybe they've like not shaped 
And I think it's easier, like, a 13-episode season or something like that, it's easier to shape, like, like to a climax. Right. Where... Well, with, the, with those with those long seasons, you're running a marathon exactly. and you're fucking tired at the end of it, I have to assume, that, you know, maybe... Mm-hmm. You're, they're doing good work, but, you know, they gotta be tired and just... They don't, they don't have that vacation to come back and do it fresh and really get that first one going great and then get tired and through and all the shit in the middle for sweet and then getting trying to wrap it back up at oh the yeah end. i definitely think that so i i um yeah it's an interesting uh so i mean i think this is i think this is great um i don't think it feels as tired as what was last year's oh it's where he kills the it's where he kills the uh klingon yeah yeah, yeah that was good too i mean they did they bring it they bring yeah. it in yeah uh maybe they peter out before and then like you know you get that burst of energy at the end to do a good climax, so right, right. But I mean, the adversary, I think, was that one was pretty good, but not as good as. But then you have Way of the Warrior right oh, yeah. after that. Well, I mean, why don't we get to the rewatch meter real quick? Where, where do you guys put this season finale in your rewatch? Oh, uh, I put it up pretty high because it sets up the next episode, and it's well, yeah. I mean, it's really important to the Odo arc, I, I suppose. So. You can I kind of have to watch it because otherwise you're like, wait a minute, why the fuck is Odo a human now? Yeah. Oh, it's key. Yeah. I mean, a lot. You know, shit happens. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll give it a. I'll give it a six. But, I don't. I don't generally try to like watch it for plot consistency. Yeah. Like on this, on the rewatch, I don't try to give it a plot consistency. I just try to give it a. Do I like the episode as a whole? Yeah. And I'll give this a six or seven. I mean, I like it a lot. I don't hate it. Yeah. But I don't. It don't make me giddy. You know. Like there's yeah there's parts of episodes yeah there's parts sure, of episodes sure. where you know it makes me giddy yeah I put about a six here too I'm 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 with you on that it's a yeah that checks out I'll mm-hmm. put I'd put it at a seven yeah or an eight but but there you go seven yeah I like it more than I love it but that's a I think that its negatives are personal reasons like not part you know but are like you know what I like it's just a tone issue or something like that so right it's mostly them just it's a sick odo and them talking i mm-hmm. mean and then you have the one bit of action where yeah. garrick is like let's yeah, kill I these think fuckers the garrick stuff is is really good yes i do yeah. oh oh that was something i was going to mention and i don't think that i i have gotten to uh and with garrick oh yeah of course you <laughs> it's like wait a minute i feel like maybe we talked about this off podcast. I'm on Garrick's side. He should have blown him up. Or maybe I just assumed that you're on his side. <laughs> James isn't afraid of a little uh, little genocide here and there. Yeah, yeah. We said that. We we, okay, we yeah. did say that earlier yeah, in the episode. Say, okay, that, so I don't that, remember if I got yeah. to that point. I'm saying it's not cool and it's not like <laughs> if you can if you could damage them in a way to like, you know, bring them to heal or or to cause like a, a detente <laughs> or a, a stalemate. Like you don't have to like kill them all. Like this isn't systematically <laughs> wiping them out because they're a scourge to the universe. <laughs> it's know. just like a like back the fuck up. Just back off. Yeah, just back off. Some light, not total genocide. Just some light genocide. They're in a war, so just acceptable, <laughs> acceptable warfare. They're, are they yet? Yes, they're. In. So you're 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 pulling a Lorca, all right? They're trying. He's trying to win a war. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you account <laughs> uh, the next three seasons. And the body count, right? You know, I'm not saying that. Yeah, well, I, I've James. Obviously, you have a point, but <laughs> the only reason, you know, yes. but yeah. it, 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 
<laughs> you know, we have to have a TV show to watch. No, no, no. So. I know, I know. And you know, <laughs> right. you and it's it's not exactly Federation ideals that you're. It is espousing. not. It is not. You, you and know. it's not. And I don't. I don't, I wouldn't want to see Ben Cisco do that. <laughs> but Garrick doing it, I'm kind of like, is fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. If some other team, if some other team wipes them out. Yeah, Cisco. Cisco <laughs> would never. Make a total a whole planet inhospitable. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, let's let's put a pin in that one. Real real quick before we before we get real quick before we get to the for you guys guessing what the IMDb people think. Have we have I don't remember if it's addressed in the future or if it's been addressed so far. But do we know if, if the Dominion has an effective way to deal with the Borg? Never brought up the it's Reddit's wet dream of the Trekkiedom that like they like to talk about. That's the Hulk Who versus Superman fight? conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is kind of kind of interesting, but kind of not. But that's my slash. I'll, I'll write slash fiction on it. I'll, I'll post it on the. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys want to guess uh, what the good people of IMDb think about this episode? Oh, and Garrett goes to jail. Oh yeah, for six months. Yeah, Garrett's in jail. Yeah. After he fits him up with a suit, a uniform, and says, all right, um, oh, hey, don't you want to get laid now and you're hungry, but I guess I'll go to jail now. That's a fun line. You fight well for a tailor. That's a fun line. You fight well for a tailor. That wharf says. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to guess 7.9 for the finale. Oh, I was going to go 7.7. Are we... We've got 717 uh, votes on this, which is pretty high. And it's at 8.2. People really like this episode. Ooh, we so. both were too low. Ooh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Wade, what do we got next? All right. Oh, yeah. We got we got voicemails and stuff. All right. Yeah. So hold on for that. Being a humanoid has its advantages. If there's anything at all I can do, just let me know. What a generous offer. Let's go, Garak. Let's just go on and get into it. How about that? I say yes. Sounds great. All right. And here we go. From Greg from North Carolina. Hey, this is Greg from North Carolina. I was just calling after listening to the For the Cause episode to say, James, you are wrong. I don't even remember. I'll just give a little bit more detail. So the thing is, the idea that there's blood solution is true. There is. The problem is that James is assuming the Maquis are rational actors when they're not. The show is not doing the best job supporting that. I'll give you that. That's part of the whole transition over to the Golden Age TV where DS9 is starting to show some of its age. But to me, the Maquis work because they basically were Federation citizens who were promised, oh, it'll be fine under the Cardassians. They'll treat you fine. The treaty says so. Cardassians start arming their colonists to basically push them out. The Maquis respond in kind because they're like, well, the Federation can't get over here. It's Cardassian territory. But the problem is that the Federation is trying to look to the treaty where the Cardassians are not in the initial uh, setting. And so the Federation's like, no, you guys can't do that. We've got to arrest you. And they're going, but we just got attacked by Cardassian colonists armed by their government. Federation, of course, looking at this with a long game of if we just let you guys fight it out, and the Cardassians can, with some cause, accuse us of not living up to our treaty. We have to live up to the treaty, even if they won't live up to theirs, because otherwise we endanger all the other treaties. And the Maquis get pissed off about it. And at this point, basically, are the paramilitary faction 
that the Federation says they are, but in the Maquis' mind, they're still justified and therefore everything they do is okay, which I think is where the anger comes from, even though they're in the wrong on this point. I think the show could have done a much better job with it, but considering it was dropped in their lap as, hey, you accept this up for Voyager, I cut them some slack. That's it. Have a good day. It's been a while. Do you remember why you hated the Maquis so much and for the Well, yeah, and I don't I don't necessarily disagree with anything he said. I think that I just uh my biggest problem with it is that they they keep saying like his whole point in that ed- the episode Eddington's was just leave us alone, just leave us alone. But I don't believe that that's what I believe that they were saying help us or get the fuck out of the way. Like don't leave us they weren't arguing for this leave us alone. But it's yeah. Don't bust us while we do our while we do our shaky, sneaky stuff. Like you could just look the yeah, other way. Like, why do you fucking care? But they're they make it into this existential split from the Federation, and and that's where it loses me because I don't believe that they have ex. You, you don't you don't believe that they wouldn't want to go back to the Federation if they just. Solved I don't believe this that they have thing. a problem with this Federation outside of this political issue. Yeah, but enough. A political issue is enough to say, fuck you, and then people get, they take a side, they get stuck with it, and, they're, and they don't want to go back because, because fuck you. <laughs> Cause, I, uh, I know, but it's a, it's a big, it's a big scary world out there, and it, they're going to exactly. get, they're going to get eat up by a bigger fucker if they don't join some alliance. They are, they're already getting eaten up by a bigger fucker, and the alliance, and they're not being protected, so that's why they're. It was, it was, yeah, like he said, though, it was a good, it was a good explanation, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the voicemail. Yeah. What else we got? All right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Greg. Um, uh, he didn't say anything I disagreed with. I just don't think yeah, this yeah. is an, un- I don't think there, I'm just, I guess I'm saying that I assume at the end of Deep Space Nine, the Maquis rejoins the Federation. Don't you think so, too? I guess they get wiped out, but none of yeah. spoiler alert. But, <laughs> Damn it, James. <laughs> but I mean, like, if if they were to survive till the end of the show. And at the end of the show, they would just join the Federation because the that Cardassian threat is maybe I don't know. They well, who can say? <laughs> I, I I it's been so long since we dealt with the Maquis, I already forgot. Mm. Uh, all right, but well I'll we'll get there when we get back to the Maquis, which we will eventually. Cool. All right. Yeah. Moving on. All right, here we go with Tom from Cleveland. Ooh, Tom. More about the Maki. Sweet. How you doing, guys? This is Tom from Cleveland uh, calling about For the Cause. Uh, I always thought the Maki storyline was you guys were comparing it to a bad breakup with the Federation. I always saw it more like a, a petulant child, you know, that teenage rebellion. Like, I don't want to live under your rules, man. I don't need to live under your house. You know, I, I don't want your life. Uh, me and some friends are going to get a place, you know, and, and there's just <laughs> this uh, very whiny uh, thing. And, the, you know, Cisco and the Federation were just kind of tolerating this little outburst. Uh, the reason that Cisco is willing to chase Eddington all, uh, all across the universe, Eddington made the mistake of telling him the Federation was worse than the uh, space zombies that killed his wife. Uh, you do not throw out the you're worse than the Borg to Cisco and not expect the thunder to be brought down on you. Uh, that's just a mistake that you don't make. And how great would it be, though, to see the uh, the Quentin Tarantino Cisco revenge 
Borg movie. That would be phenomenal. I mean, we got uh, <laughs> Picard fighting the Borg in First Contact, but to be honest with you, Picard was 90% robot to start. They just kind of stuck some stuff on his face. Uh, but can you imagine Cisco revenging the death of his wife, uh, a couple of phase cannons, and just tearing through the Borg with the uh, Defiant? It would be phenomenal. You could have all the money uh, to make that happen. It would be great. <laughs> Anyway, uh, keep up the good work. I gotta go see a man about a runabout later. <laughs> yeah, that's a fine point. Like when Eddington's like, I know you. And he's like, you think you know me? Then you know my wife was killed by Picard by the Borg. And you're saying I'm worse than them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, and I think that I take his point actually to be correct. They are written as petulant children, which I don't know. I think it's a wasted opportunity. I do think that it could have been written i mean they try to make it two-sided but the writer like the writers like do like a lot of half work like they bring in i'm gonna get you mm. sucker and do a two-part episode about like well, how he it converted. is it is it is written it's it is by committee yeah i mean i think that's yeah. where you get you get us you know a writer's room that has to crank out 24 episodes yes, exactly and you can't fight even if you want it to have a strong point of view if you're a writer and you want it to have a strong voice and a strong point of view with the characters treated in a certain way you have to like choose your battles <laughs> right right mm-hmm. you're, you're like i don't know guys the maki's being written as petulant children this episode well i could fight for better characterization or i could like lay low and get what i want later on with the trill <laughs> right, dealing right. with mm-hmm. or, or my fight about dax getting more than one line for <laughs> the next couple yeah, yeah, and so I, you're, I think you're right that this is. Uh, I mean, this is the due to the convenience of overthink, but they do keep yeah. doing these goddamn Maquis episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do. And so, like, it's, it's at some Dax, point, some you'll depth. get the leads when you earn the leads. <laughs> but it seems like at some point they would have, uh, you know, like thought about it a little bit. But yeah, I mean it's it's fine. It is what it is now. But <laughs> sure, I, I sure. do think it's a squandered opportunity to talk about uh, these larger issues about like making a critique of the Federation, which is what I've always like. The show's always wanted to do. I don't like it when they don't do a very good job of it. And yeah, so. I still think there's some stuff in his speech to Cisco about like you're all about bringing people in, but like when that. When you when you're so focused with bringing people in that you start hurting the ones but that's, that but are that's, a part of you. That's that's like Richard Spencer's argument, though. Um, no, but I don't <laughs> don't make me do I, that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not calling you that. I'm saying you're making an argument. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's not a very. I I I, I want a better argument than that. Well, like, well, yeah, but when you're, it would be like appeasement with like the Russians or something as, as opposed to, you know, black people. <laughs> but they, when the Cardassians are acting against your interests and you're still being bending over to, well, but he, but I mean, yeah. but when he's saying that you would even let Cardassians join the Federation, that's almost making a distinctly racist assumption because Fair. if they, if they conform to the rules of the Federation, if they do all of, if they, if they go through the same channels as the Andorians or the Tholians or whatever, right, then why right. wouldn't you let them in? And they they act as you know good faith yeah. actors. Right. What's what's the harm? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So I mean, so he's so you can also, also make the case he's making a distinctly racist argument, but it's well, definitely a xenophobic it, argument when you're saying that it, you're it, not caring about the, the. It is, but it's saying you're willing to let 
but I think the Maquis point would be you're willing to let when they're not acting in good faith, you're willing to let their acting in bad faith slide to the extent and screw us over because to get them in, because you think it'll they'll be better. And you're willing to let them in even when they're acting in bad faith. But they'd never let them in before. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, I mean, I guess they're right. they're helping but, them with information. I mean, the whole point was that they're giving yeah. them information. They're giving them tools and information they're to working, fight they're against. Co- the- they're cooperating. They're cooperating together. I but, mean, but the because they're the getting because are- they're at war with a nut, with like the Klingons are fighting the Cardassians and the Federation. So maybe right, the f- but Eddington brought up the, brought the hypothetical that you would even let them in if they wanted right, to right. or something. Like that, right? Yeah, and I, that's and of course you would. Of course you would. Wouldn't they? The Federation's open to everyone. Yeah, if they're acting in good faith to do get entry, sure, but you, they don't even have to because you're so eager to get them in. I don't know. I'm not saying that the Maquis right. I'm just saying that would be there. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa! I'm that argument. <laughs> what? That's their argument. That, that would be their argument that like you're willing to you're willing well, to just, let them saying, in. Do, if we really wanna, back do we want to say that? Are we comfortable? Uh, uh, an organization that houses uh, Chakotay and Tom Paris and uh, Michelle um, Ro Lauren and Wesley Will Wesley Will Wheaton and all of that an organization and i'm gonna get you sucker and even and even uh our sweet sweet (laughs) sweet uh what's her face penny johnson that that organization is going to just be like like a nativist like antagonistic nativist organization no no i'm saying so they so the writers need to write it better Oh, oh, sure, fine. That's yeah. my own point. I mean, I'm not. I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, no, I mean, I, I'm not saying that it couldn't be written better. I'm just saying that I saw some merit uh, in Tom his... Paris. I could see how Tom Paris could be in that Richard Spencer group. <laughs> yeah, come on now. <laughs> Tom, Tom Paris with a tiki torch. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Tom I've Paris's said dad was an admiral. Yeah, we can move yeah. on to the next. Yeah, we can. All right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. He was a legacy, so let's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Wade, that's it for this segment of voicemails and emails. If somebody wants to get a hold of us, what should they do? They should give us a call at 917-408-3898, which is our little hotline number where you can give us a call about the rules of acquisition, DS9, or Star Trek Discovery, a Discovery Home Companion, whatever. We would just love to hear from you. So give us a call. Let us know what you think about things. Uh, it'll cut you off at three minutes. So try to keep it under that. And uh, you can also send us things via email, like or like other people do. If you're international and you don't want to pay those rates, just send us an audio file to rules of acquisition podcast at gmail.com and try to keep that under three minutes as a courtesy and we'll, we'll get you on that way. Yeah. Oh, and then another way or the biggest way to help us out, check us out on uh, Patreon, support the show that way if you want. And if, yeah, we would appreciate it and we try to make it worth your while. So we have a lot of bonus content over there. We have a whole new podcast series about another whole sci-fi fandom perhaps that you should definitely check out our ongoing much ado about nothing series. I'm sorry. Did, did you want to say something? No, no, nope, no. You're, you're, you're good. 
You're doing it, Wade. You're doing it. Uh, okay, so yeah, much ado about nothing. Just, where we're just rub it right there. Rub it right there. You're good. Don't just don't stop. <laughs> all right, all right. right, right, right to the left. All right, faster. Uh, just keep going. Just keep going. Stop asking. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 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 Uh, not so irregular. Okay. Uh, much ado about nothing. Where we are going through Frank Herbert's Dune and its many iterations and critically assessing all sorts of things about that book and film adaptations done of it, starting with the book all the way from Joe Dorowski's failed production covering Joe Dorowski's Dune through David Lynch's various miniseries made about it and ultimately ending with Denis Villeneuve's planned movie version of him doing Dune himself. So we'll get through all of that. Become a friend of Cisco on the Patreon and you'll get access to all those podcasts and other bonus audio materials and access to the Discord server. Uh, we want to make it worth your while because we want, uh, yeah, we want to keep giving you all the audio podcast that's worth your while. All right. Uh, done rambling. All right. Well, <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. For Wade, James, and myself, Reedy Beam out. Do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line, where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes? They will play them on air and try to be nice to you, because one day they hope to sell you Blue Apron snacks and underwear made out of Modal. The number is 917-408-3898. That number again is 917 917- 408-3898. You will probably want to talk about how hot Dax and Bashir are. That is great. These pretentious asses also love it when people say they are wrong. So feel free to do that. James will probably go off on a knowingly obtuse rant about construction issues or political sophistication. We know you love that. Again 917-408-3898. Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes.